good day. You are listening to a podcast, but this isn't just any podcast. Just any podcast couldn't do this. Or this. What the? This is the podcast. Starring the tense. Starring the tense. The uh, starring the Ted Smith and Cobb. The podcast starts. You better wear a helmet now. All right, welcome back to another episode of the podcast, the home episode. I'll be your host, uh, the Ted Smith, uh, up in the left corner. Even though I can move people around now, that's why I came a Cobb. Cobb, what's going on? I'm just happy to be here. I'm glad we're all you know making it through the pandemic, and uh, yeah, excited for the hang. What's up, fellas? All right, down there in the bottom square, uh, getting the studio all set up <laughs> on the wheels of steel. Jesus, I'm falling apart today. Uh, Matt, comment oh, CP. What's up, Matt? What's up, boys? Good to see you. Matt and I are wearing matching uh, Kuna, Kuna Matata shirts. Yeah, unplanned. <laughs> Figured, uh, cop, I mean, you got to go to Target and get one. Dude, I mean, yeah. Did, did they... Uh, did you guys buy these a long time ago or are they recent purchase? Pretty recent. Ted's had his forever. I got I actually got this for Christmas. Okay, nice. I just wanted to make make sure they still had it. Yeah. And Ted, as far as you've fallen apart, Ted, you're a strong, independent man. <laughs> uh yeah, it's funny. I have had this one forever. I know. I had an aunt call me out once on Instagram. Like, is that from Disney World? I was like, no, it's not from 2011. I was like, it's definitely probably from like 2015, 2016 though. It's a good shirt, man. What are you going to do? Yeah. And honestly, like I like this shirt. This is a, like a evening chill out shirt or like, like I'd wear it like post soccer, but like, it's not like a going out shirt. You know what I mean? It's broken. I could get a new, everybody's like, why don't you just go to Target and get a new one? I'm like, well, there's a lot of simple things I should or could do that I just <laughs> don't. Yeah, totally. Also, at this point during the pandemic, I feel like uh, casual clothing and going out clothing have sort of meshed into one. Yeah, I got to buy some new jeans, though. I realized I haven't bought jeans in like two years. And uh, I don't know about you guys. You guys ever wear out the crotch in your jeans? No, I don't. My legs don't rub together. Oh, yeah. I don't wear jeans enough to have any signs of wear and tear on any of them. Yeah, I got I got these big old birth and thighs. So like. I don't know how to explain it, but if anybody ever has that issue where you get these holes in the crotch, like it's like my jeans right now. I'm like, ah, oh, they've only got, they've only got like two weeks left and a hole's popping through there. It gets like, uh, it gets, I can't explain how soft it gets in the middle. And it's like, damn it. But it's a dude. thing like stores weren't open. Like I just, I didn't think about going to buy new jeans. Birthing thighs. Jesus, Ted, dude, you just reminded <laughs> me of two, two things. One you know, when you were younger and you would see like older dudes in jeans and they always looked out of style because it was whatever the opposite of, you know, how jeans like get big, then they get small, then they get big, then they get small, you know, bell bottom, slim fit, slim straight, whatever. Do you go with the ones you've always liked or do you go with what's cool now? Oh, what's cool now? Nice. So you're going to get some ripped up jeans? Nah, I, I'll keep them as skinny as I'll take them, but I'm not going with ripped up jeans. I don't know. I can't get into that look, man. That's what I've rocked slim straights for a long time. And I'm like, shoot, are like big jeans cool again? Cause I feel like I see a lot of like girls wearing bigger jeans now, like mom jeans. All right. So I was going to say that I think skinny jeans are back on the way out. Cause like up here on Capitol, like everybody under 30 is where, especially the girls are wearing baggier jeans. 
Yeah. Bag your jeans. And that's, I know, man. I mean, dude, that would bring us full circle though. I used to be a baggy jean guy. How about you? Oh yeah, of course. Dude. The other thing, your little thigh thing may reminded me of was, um, <laughs> do you, do you know that artist? Um, Oh my God. How am I blanking on his name? I talk about him all the time. The guy who did the Facebook offices, David Cho. I don't know. Are you familiar with anything about him? All right. Well, he he painted these offices for Facebook before when they were just a startup. Uh, they offered him cash or shares. He took shares. He ended up making like $250 million. One of the richest artists of all time. Did some graffiti art. Pretty good artist. But anyway, um, what he used to do, so his cousin was his assistant. And what their move was when they were broke is they would take, you know, like a nylon pants, like those ones that were like big in like the early 90s. Like pretty like thin nylon pants. No, 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 nylon, like the jumpsuit. Like track pants. All right, all right. But like, you know the ones I'm talking about, like Jane Fonda style, like jazzercise. All right. No? <laughs> I mean, no, but- Damn, not, I nylon pants? All right. Well, anyway, um, for they would man? take those. Yeah, for, for a guy, dude, when they'd wear like a fucking nylon jumpsuit. Sorry, Matt. No worries. No clue. All right. Well, like Harlem Globetrotter style. All right. Well, whatever. Anyway, him and his cousin would take these pants and they took sandpaper and they would sand them down even thinner in the crotch and then put lube on themselves and go to the strip club and get lap dances. And they made it like thinner and thinner each week. And then at one point, one of the guy's pants just ripped wide open in the front during a lap dance. They got kicked out. (laughs) (laughs) it's not where i thought that was going (laughs) yeah i mean i know what a jumpsuit looks but you're like nylon and then you're like jane fonda i'm like so like tights oh yeah that's true she did rock the tights no i'm talking about uh, yeah i don't have like a good way i don't know they were just yeah they were like nylon track pants the loud ones how would you describe those the the ones that made the squishy noises sort of when you walk high pitched squishy they were big, like right before snap pants were big. Yeah, right before snap pants. That's a good, good era reference. I guess when I think of sweatsuits, I think of like velour. Yeah, that's the juicy era. That was after and before, actually. <laughs> or you're just an Italian gangster and it's never left. <laughs> yeah, I'm watching The Sopranos right now. They definitely rocked those. I'm watching a good one uh, on Amazon Prime about like a Mexican city mayor and it's like the CIA's investigating him as they think he's dirty, but, but he's supposed to be the cleanest politician there. But it kind of reminds me of like narcos. Like there's like, you know, there's the cartels and this and that, and you got to have on subtitles because half of it's in Spanish. It took me, took me a couple minutes last night to be like, Oh, put on the subtitles. <laughs> it's not just me. <laughs> right. Well, it was a recommendation from a friend of ours that I, I was like, It'll just have the subtitles, right? He's like, you'll find out in the first two minutes. I was like, and it does not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to brush up on my Spanish. Ted, have you seen Sneaky Pete? Is uh, it a show? Yeah. Speaking of Amazon Prime, I'm guessing not by that yeah. silence. Okay. That's a fun one to check out on Amazon Prime um, that I love. What's it about? It's about a con man. And uh, cons, just like every episode has a new con and it's a lot of fun. Uh, 
and you know just like quick and sharp and like you know yeah it, it, i it it has uh what's the guy's name dominic rabisi is that it giovanni rabisi oh like, yeah, yeah i'm 60 yeah, seconds boiler, and stuff yeah or like boiler room yeah yeah and i've always seen him as like a supporting role guy and it was cool to see him starring. He carried it really well. I, I loved it. But it's only three seasons. Yeah, and you're like, do you know, have you seen Sneaky Pete? And I'm like, I have a buddy whose handle on Twitter is, it's Sneaky Pete. So I was like, <laughs> I didn't know you knew Maddie C. But no, I haven't seen him in a while. <laughs> uh, all right, so last week we weren't on. Uh, there was a snowstorm. So not only was there a snowstorm here in Seattle, there was a snowstorm in Texas. Cobb, you're currently in Texas. Like, I mean, I want to hear all the stories, but I'll just set it up with this. So for me, excuse me, crushing soda waters. For me, like Saturday was supposed to be this massive storm, right? Starts Friday night. By the time I leave work, like I'm walking home. There's like buses getting stuck on the hills or whatever. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I stop by my corner store and I'm like, I'll get some more beer. And then when it snows, I usually like to have a frozen pizza. But I was like, I'll just come back tomorrow and get the pizza. So Friday night into Saturday morning, it snows. And Cobb, you weren't here. It's supposed to stop at like noon. It just keeps snowing. It doesn't, it doesn't stop until like seven or eight at night. But I went to my corner store and it was closed. Ooh, and it that's just, a bad feeling. Yeah. I mean, it shook me to the core. That's all I was like, this is a real storm. Like it was me and this other dude in front of like tugging on the door. And he's like, what do we do? And I was like, I guess we could walk down to the other market. I was like, not sweating it too much, but so I guess that was going to be my question for you guys. Like, how do you know, like, or like Cobb, you were just in a massive storm in Texas. Like what was the sign where it like hit the fan for you guys? Ted, four days ago, I was in a bread line outside of my building for the local corner store, 55 people long. We waited over an hour to get into the store. Um, that being said, most of the pandemic or most of the, uh, the snowstorm wasn't that bad, but yeah, for the, the, the S has hit the fan thing for me, I'm not sure, but I know that the U S government now tracks, um, not Chick-fil-A. What are those things called? Waffle house locations. Cause I guess waffle house does some like crazy weather infrastructure or something like they, they're really good at predicting storms. So like if waffle houses start closing, the federal government takes notice and like they, there's like, I don't remember what they are specifically, but there are things that actually happen when Waffle House shuts down an area. Like if they close like more than four Waffle Houses, it's on. Well, I know in the South, it's a big deal with hurricanes and it's like the Waffle House index because like they just. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. They don't close. Yeah, but when they do, like look out. This is a real thing? The Waffle House index? I'll try to look it up. I mean, I don't, I just know it's a reference point for people. Wow. That's what I know about it. But it's like the truth. It's just like, they don't close. They're open 24 hours. Like they stay open through anything. So it's like if a hurricane, if like all the waffle houses in your area are closed, like that's a real store. Yeah. Okay. Wow. You guys want the juice? Give it to us. The Waffle House Index is an informal metric named after the Waffle House restaurant chain and is used by the Federal Emergency Management Agency, also known as FEMA, to determine the effect of a storm and the likely scale of assistance required for disaster recovery. There are three levels, green, yellow, and red. Green, full menu, restaurant has power and damage is limited. Yellow, 
limited menu, no power or only power from a generator and food supplies may be low. Red, the restaurant is closed, indicating severe damage, severe, severe flooding or a pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Well, yeah, I mean, Waffle House, that's what I'm saying. Like, it shouldn't be that big of a deal that the corner store is closed, but like all summer long, like I've been at that corner store and saw like people and cops like pushing each other and getting maced. And like that corner store never closed. The weed store never <laughs> closed. They were both closed on Saturday. And it was just like, what the? Like, I don't know. It was wild. I mean, I had snowboarders on my street. I had skiers. Like early in the morning, I saw a guy just humping around in snowshoes. And like, I mean, it was Instagram crazy out here. That's wild. Yeah, you guys got like, what, like nine inches in the city or something? I think it ended up being 11. Oh, my God. That's honestly crazy for Seattle. I mean, as long as it was the biggest storm since 52 downtown. And I mean, that was, I mean, it goes without saying. That was the biggest storm I'd ever seen in Seattle. Oh, yeah. Dude, I mean, that's for people who aren't from Seattle. I mean, like people think the Northwest, they think mountains and snow and stuff, but that's really, that's like 80 miles from Seattle. I mean, Seattle proper is right at sea level and it, you know, rarely gets, sometimes it gets like a light dusting, but nothing crazy. That's wild to get 11 inches in Seattle itself. (laughs) Matt, would you get over there on the East side? Yeah, probably, probably about 11. It was pretty, it was, it was pretty wild, but it felt like it melted pretty quickly. I mean, it, it did. That was the other crazy thing was that it stopped Saturday night for a while. Then Sunday it was like, don't worry, it'll be rain by 10 a.m. And like for me, it didn't change over to rain till like two. And then like Monday was slushy. But yeah, you're right. By Tuesday, man, like I was running errands in my boots and I was like, I barely need them. And then by Wednesday, cop, it was 50 degrees, sunshine. It was all gone. Dude, I smelt spring Dang. that day. No joke. I smelt, I smelt spring. I was like, there it is. It was fleeting and faint, but it was there. Yeah, because on Monday I walked down to like the city market and you, there was still like stuff on the sidewalk and everything like slush. But I'm telling you, like Tuesday, I was like, I don't know if I need these boots. And then by Wednesday, I went to like run those stairs and had on tennis shoes. And there was like one patch of <laughs> mud and stuff that I stepped in. Other than that, it was fine. That's wild. Yeah. What's going on in Texas? Is it still cold? Did it warm back up? Ted, I was out on my deck in booty shorts stretching for an hour today. No shirt. It's like, it was like 76 degrees. Um, (laughs) But I will say that last week was crazy. It was a once in a lifetime weather event is what they call it. Um, For us, we're on the central city grid. I live right downtown. So luckily our power did not go out. Our water, sewer and garbage did. Um, But the city was affected for sure. I mean, there was looking out our window, there was miles and miles of houses with no power. Um, and it, you know, it was it got down as low as like eight degrees at night. Um, so it was cold and today it was 76. So huge swing. Um, most of the grocery stores are still sold out of water and whatever, but, um, none of that's that interesting, dude. It, it, you can, you can read about it in the wall street journal, whatever. It was a big disaster, but I will tell you the one hey, thing I that I thought ask, was fun. How did you go to the bathroom? Ted Smith. I would rather not say. No, actually, you'll like this. Um, so we could still pee. We just couldn't flush it. So we just peed in our toilet. And then we were without um, sewers for probably 24 hours. 
And for the first 12, your boy fasted. Then I switched over to only foods that would make it so I wouldn't have to, uh, wait, can we say the S word? I don't know. I wouldn't have to like go number two. So, uh, I switched to just peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Like us at burning man. I knew that I could last a long time. (laughs) (laughs) I tapped into our former, uh, tribal knowledge. Well, I mean, like, I know if like your toilet doesn't work, you can get a bucket of water and pour it in there and that'll like naturally flush it. But if you don't have water at all, like, yeah, yeah, they didn't want us to flush it down. Yeah. And I, and for people who don't know, I live in a skyscraper. So it's like, you know, 300 toilets pushing down through this one thing. But I think the actual pipes underground were frozen um, for to take the sewage out. And so it backed up everybody on our street, actually probably everyone in the County, but. Yeah. So it was pretty cold. Um, the, uh, the thing that was fun though is, so we got some snow, you know, the most they've ever had here is like a half inch or something. I don't know, but, uh, there was substantial snow. I'm going to say six inches maybe, which for Texans was wild to see. So I go out on a little walk and I'm just cruising around. I'm like, whatever, dude, we got food and stuff. We're cool. Um, go out on a walk. Um, everything is closed citywide except for hotels and hotel coffee bars that's it. Every hotel is booked solid uh, because everyone came in from all the areas and lost power. So I'm walking around and there's this, uh, I'm about to cross this uh, highway and there's cars just skidding all over the place. A group of like 40 homeless people are helping push people out of ditches and stuff. I mean, total mayhem. So I walk down maybe another hundred yards and there's this guy in this big, like um, probably like a, an F-250 and He's sitting there waiting for me to cross. And I'm like, no, man, go ahead, go ahead. And he spins his tires, but he can't get going. And I'm like, that's kind of weird. And he spins his tires again. And I'm like, go, go ahead, man. And he's trying to get me to go. And I can tell he's like a little bit embarrassed because truck, I was like, dude, I think this guy's truck might be stuck. So he spins it again, spins it again. And he's sliding backwards into this little side street. So I was like, what the hell could be going on? And then I look really closely and it's just his back tires that are spinning. And I walk over to the driver's side and I was like, Hey man, I think you have it in two wheel drive. And he's like, well, what do you mean partner? And I just reach in and push the little button to turn it into four wheel low. And he just pulls out like there's no snow, nothing loves it. And he's <laughs> like, Oh, hell yeah. Thanks man. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He's got a truck and he doesn't even know how it works. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was thinking about. I mean, that would be embarrassing in any state to not know how your truck works. But I feel like in Texas, that's super embarrassing. Dude, I think they just, uh, sorry, I got a phone call. I think they just had no, uh, you know, they never had to use it before. I mean, they just don't get weather down here, you know? Like, that was a novel thing. And looking at him, like, as I saw it spinning, I was like, dude, there's no way this guy only has two-wheel drive. Like, that is a big, like, decked out, like, giant, F two fifty. I was like, he's got a four wheel drive. And anyway, made his day, made mine too. <laughs> I like that he actually used the term partner. Yeah, I know me too, dude. <laughs> and like, he was kind of like, uh, I don't know what the right term is. He's like more of like a, you know, more of like a country type dude. And it just, yeah, it was a cool little exchange for knock up or like chalk up one for the city slickers, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. So that was the other thing I was going to talk about, like on my street, like, on Sunday, I walked down to the stores. It was open. And, like, I was amazed how many people in, like, just, like, regular sedans that don't have four-wheel drive would just try to come up the street and we get stuck. 
Like, oh, I especially watched, your street? Yeah, I watched Jesus. one girl in a parking spot just for like, and I was just walking by. But she she was there when I walked to the store. And when I walked back, some people were helping her put, but I was just like, 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 why, like why are you out? Why are you on this street? <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, <laughs> common sense ain't so common sometimes. It, it's not. I guess that's just, that was the other thing I was going to ask you guys. I'm just, sometimes I just wonder, like, I don't know. It's not an excuse, but like, I can let people go if like you make a bad call as you've been out drinking all night and you text somebody, but like, like these people, like it's noon, you're just making poor judgment calls and like, or find another way around. I don't know. I just wanted to knock her on window and be like, what the fuck are you doing on this street right now in a camera? Like you didn't really think you were going to like, this was going to work. No chains. No chains, nothing. Oh my god! Yeah, dude, through ten inches was, of snow. Where she was stuck, she was cutting through an alley, and I was like, "They at this point, they hadn't even plowed my street, <laughs> much less an alley." And I was just like, "Oh man!" And then as the more she kept going, it was she was about to like slide into another car. That's when like a couple people hopped out of this building and were like, "We're gonna help you." And then of course, I kind of felt bad as there were just two homeless dudes just heckling her. Like you can't drive. <laughs> what are you doing? They clearly had just been sitting out there drinking. So Ted, which side were you on? Were you heckling or helping? Uh, I, I did not help, but I did not heckle. <laughs> okay, neutral. I like it. I may have giggled when I got back to my place and was like, "That was a dumb call." <laughs> uh, uh, all right. Well, let's. Uh, Let's take a break there, and then we'll come back and read some emails. All right, we're back. How about uh, how about a couple emails there, Cobb? Weather. Ted, as the amateur meteorologist and weatherman, I'm intrigued in who you use to find your weather models. I have a geography degree from uh, Central Washington in Ellensburg, growing up there and now living in Lake Wenatchee. I've always been on the lookout for quality weather reports. Charles G. Hogg, a.k.a. Staten Island Chuck, doesn't know S. I drive a log truck, uh, so I need the scoop. Uh, I need uh, the scoop. Good luck with Snowpocalypse 2021, Ted and Matt. Cobb, you enjoy that Texas weather and barbecue. Cheers, fellas. Hammer, a.k.a. the Lake Wenatchee log trucker. Well, he clearly sent that uh, two weeks ago before the storm. Yeah. I think, like We got more snow, but Texas was obviously much more affected. Uh, dude, honestly, a lot of times I just go to weather.com and like constantly check it or like most local areas. Like I follow like Seattle weather blog, uh, the national weather service is good to follow on Twitter. And sometimes you just got to hop on the Google machine. You can find like the European models and the American models and this and that. My brother did text me the day it snowed and was giving me crap. He was like, looks like you you were a little under. So I was like, <laughs> 11 inches. He's like, you said four to eight. And I was like, all right. <laughs> I allowed room. <laughs> Dude, I mean, 11 is like pretty unprecedented. Like you said, since 1950, that's basically a perfect storm. Yeah, it was. I tell you what, though. I mean, I like snow and then it was gone so quick. Like it, it was pretty fun. I thought it was cool. I love the snow too, especially in the city when it gets all quiet. Yeah, you walk everywhere. Same with me. I'm like, I love walking when it's so quiet. Yeah, for sure. Gentlemen. Oh, sorry. Uh, raising canes and picnic rage. Gentlemen. In the home episode 37, you asked about Raising Cane's fried chicken. Let me tell you, it is legit. They were the surprise performance of the Chicken Sandwich Tour 2019. Definitely worth trying. Make sure to get a liberal amount of sauce for dipping. 
Larpon, gents, Carson, the lawyer. Dude, did you see Taco Bell now is getting in the chicken sandwich game? No, I didn't. Really? What's their, what's their move? I mean, it's still a taco, but it's like a puffy, like, it almost looks like a roll. It's kind of like cut into it. Kind of like the gordita? Yeah. No, but, the chalupa. That's what it was. Kind of like the chalupa. Yeah, but not fried, if that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of yeah, like a flauta think, or something. Cobb, you might be in luck because I think Austin might be one of the test markets. Like, you might be able to go get this thing. Dude, weirdly, I don't know. <laughs> I, I never would have believed this, but somehow the greats do battle in Austin, Texas. You have the best fast food from the East coast, uh, in, you know, like waffle house and a bunch of other places. And then the best from the West and somehow it all happens in the city. I mean, there's, there's like, um, Oh my God, I'm going to forget them now. Okay. So we have raisin canes, Chick-fil-A, um, Popeye's. But then we also have in and out burger, shake shack, uh, local favorite P Terry's Dan's burgers, then we also have Waffle House. There's like somehow, oh, there's, you know, Burger King, Jack of the Box, Whataburger. Like it, somehow everything exists in, in Austin. But I will say, Carson, that uh, Raising Canes, I've been trying to hype my girlfriend on walking to the Raising Canes during the snowstorm. It's about a mile and a half from the house due north over by the Capitol. And I haven't been able to talk to her into it. But my business partner was saying Raising Canes is the best chicken he's ever had. He's from Ireland. So take it with a grain of salt. <laughs> well, and Austin, I think, is in a good area, but there's also certain towns, like I know Columbus, Ohio, for whatever reason, like when they test fast food, they test it in Columbus a lot. So maybe, I don't know, maybe it has something to do with giant universities. Dude, I could tell you a little bit about Columbus. So I know that one Wendy's International Headquarters is there. Fastest Wendy's I've ever been to. There's one, there's an actual Wendy's like, you know, a block from the headquarters. Um, we also saw Dave Thomas's son in the strip club. No, his grandson at a strip club. Um, but as far as the test market, people use the Midwest for a lot of weird stuff like that because they're really representative of, dude, how do they say it? They're representative of like people who end up being really brand loyal. And then there's also these weird test markets where people are always opposite of the national average. So like if a brand does poorly there, it'll do well nationally. I don't think that's in Ohio though, but there's like a couple of these like weird towns where like, um, you know, like Colgate is the number one toothpaste and like people prefer, um, dude, I can't even think of the number two ketchup besides Heinz hunts. Hunts. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know specifically with Columbus, but I do know that that's uh, the home of Wendy's. So. I think they have like that weird non-regional thing going on. Dude, is Whataburger Whataburger that good? Everybody I know from Texas is like swears by that place. Ted, you know, I always, I try to tread lightly when weighing into any local burger debate because I feel like, you know, even in Seattle, you have the Dick's evangelists of which I am one. I'm a big Dick's fan, but I like Dick's because it just, it is what it is. It's that specific taste, not because it is good burger to burger for someone who's never tried it. I mean, it could be a cafeteria burger. I just personally happen to really like that combination of flavors. Um, so, you know, the whole in and out thing, I don't really weigh in on because I don't really like their fries, but people swear by that. People swear by Whataburger and, you know, I'm a big fan of the Lone Star State. If, if you, if I was forced to, no one, no one wants anyone on the fence. So if I was forced to, to speak my piece, I would say that Whataburger is no better than any other regional sandwich. 
That's what I would say. All right. That's fair. Well, I know, right. It's always the in and out thing. And in and out is great, but I'll take dicks over in and out. But on the same token, like you go down to Oregon and like Burgerville's pretty good too. Like none of them are bad. Burgerville's what's up. Yeah. yeah. I just wonder, I just never been to a Whataburger and everybody I know from Texas is like, oh, it's the best. It's the best. Dude, I, I hate that I even know this, but apparently Burgerville now a lot of Portlanders are complaining in the same way that people from the Northwest will remember that Kid Valley was really good when we were younger and now it's not that great. Kid Valley was bought by Iger, by Ivers and they got the quality down. I've heard rumors that something similar happened with Burgerville and now their shakes and their burgers aren't as good as they were. So just that's just industry gossip. I don't know. Well, here, I'll let the Seattle people tear themselves apart in the emails. You know what? I'll take Kid Valley over Red Mill. <laughs> Wow. Wow. I'll take wow, Red you said it. I'd take Red Red Robin over Kid Valley. What's up? Well, yeah, I'd probably take Red Robin. All right, man, I don't want to go too deep on this, but here's my issue with the bar- burger. Bring argument. it. It's kind of like our pizza argument. Like to me, there's tiers, right? So there's fast food. Yeah. Like McDonald's, Burger King. I put Dick's Drive in on there because it's like you walk up and get it. And then there's the fast casuals, which is Red Mill. Kid Valley, Five Guys, if you will. And then to me, oh, yeah. like, like Red Robin and like those kind of places or Sam's are on a different level. So you like sit in yeah, there. Casual and, dining. Yeah, get a beer and this and that. So I always judge them on three different things or three different scales. Dude, that's the right call. That's actually the way to do it because then that's comparing burgers to burgers, apples to apples and not just, you know, because it, it's a price point and it's an environment thing and a quality thing. Of course, you're going to have better beef at 17 bucks a burger. Yeah, like eight ounce burgers is phenomenal, but that's a little pricier than going to these other places. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like Dick's, it comes like folded in a little thing of wax paper. I mean, I, I'm with you, dude. You're right. That was That was disingenuous at best, criminal at worst. All right, it's the next email. Gee, well, I'm glad we agree on burgers and the tears. <laughs> Dude, you know what I was just thinking? Like people listening to this were like, God, do they just sit around talking about this like when they're not doing the podcast? And the sad truth is we do. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Greetings to my favorite wealth of misinformation in all the land. All the all land. The land. Last podcast, you asked what your secret ingredient when cooking one. Mine's pretty simple. A dollop of cream cheese in your scrambled eggs. Cooked low and slow, this makes the dish perfectly creamy and rich. You can also use sour cream, a.k.a. the poor man's, uh, wow, I don't even know how to say this word, so I guess I'm the poor man, uh, cream fraiche. Creme fraiche? Creme fraiche, yeah. Um, <laughs> guess you know what camp I'm in. Uh, P.S. Ted, uh, I wasn't just wasted once playing Big Dummy. That's my secret to winning Big Dummy. I'm always wasted. Cheers, Orpheus. Hashtag Team Pancake. Jesus. Oh man, you know what's funny? We got in. Uh, I'm gonna try sour cream in my eggs, but we got into that whole pancake waffle thing last year. And then uh, this morning I was watching a little, I like, I'll, uh, I'll watch Count Cowherd, like talk sports on Fox sports in the morning sometimes. And his co-host Joy Taylor, he said something about like, he's like, ah, oh, my life's a mess. Like he just had a, he's like living in a hotel. Cause of some reason he goes, I had the pancakes for dinner and Joy doesn't miss a beat. She just goes pancakes over waffles for the record and just kept going. And I was like, Ooh, that's a nice little jab. It's like, 
we had this argument too and like i haven't let this go <laughs> like i Didn't disagree but I respect your ability to just like slip it in there and move on. We really opened that up for like 15 minute discourse. Yeah. And damn it. Now that I'm saying this, I got to throw a new entrance into this argument too. It is uh Vula's offshore cafe. Yeah. yeah their- I love that place on uh North North Lake union. Oh, so their Chinese pancake that has like eggs and ham in there. I'm like, that's pretty good. Whoa. Yeah. I've never had a Chinese pancake. I will say that now it, a, a lifelong waffle lover, I feel, I feel bad ordering waffles over pancakes now. Like I feel like I'm somehow betraying myself. So I feel like I'm going to be eating solely pancakes for a long time. It's it's not good what we do on here, man. Like now I'm like forced to defend camp. Like, you know, I mean, look, if it makes you feel any better when I was eating that part of the pancake, I was like, this is really good. And I was like, I was team waffles. Am I, am I betraying the cast? Am I betraying my stance? Dude, that's what I'm saying. And you start seeing them everywhere. I mean, look at that blanket behind Matt. It looks like a waffle pattern. <laughs> 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 uh, all right, Cobb, you want to read one more? Uh, yep. Quick one. My secret. Oh, so we're talking secret ingredients. My secret is horseradish. When I make guacamole, I add horseradish for a little kick. I've been doing it for uh, at least five years and haven't gone back. I personally love the condiment, so I add a teaspoon for every half an avocado. Give it a shot if you enjoy horseradish. Also, fellas, the waste management open is amazing. Total meat market. Jim. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, I know. Like I was saying, that's the one golf tournament I really want to go to. It looks so awesome. Oh, is that that one down in Arizona we were talking about? Yeah. Yeah, boys. Yeah. Yeah, horseradish is good. It just, I can only have a little bit of it. It's, it's a little too spicy for my taste. Yeah, it's strong. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, well, let's take another break here. We'll come back with what's maddening and the Cobb topic. We'll cut that part out. <laughs> all right, as always, thank you to our generous sponsors. Now let's check in. <laughs> now let's check in with what's maddening. <laughs> All right. Well, um, yeah, I guess it's been a couple weeks. Um, we kind of talked about the snow yeah. and yeah, that's, it's just always fun. You know, like I said, I thought this was a good year for it. Cause it was like, it was enough that it just like shut everything down. There's not like idiots out trying. I mean, I, I thought there wasn't apparently in Seattle, you had people in Camry's trying to drive around, but like, it's enough that even they couldn't get out anywhere to get into an accident. It's like, no, you're stuck here now. Um, so it just really like, made a scene and felt like it was gone quick. And, you know, I thought that was a, a perfect length of like a snowstorm. And I would also say it felt like, okay, now we're doing a snow day with actual snow. 
like there's been a lot of snow days it's felt like in a row now since last year yeah that's a good point well what's nice too is it was already a three-day weekend and it snowed on saturday so nobody was too worried about doing stuff yeah yeah that's that's true that was a three-day weekend i yeah i totally it i worked on that monday but i i totally forgot it's just yeah it's so weird that's the other thing like this isn't a specific thing that happened but like just realizing that we're like nearing nearing the year mark on this pandemic has just been messing with my head a little bit. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, that's, that's kind of more of a gradual thing of like, Oh damn. Yeah. Okay. Like we're heading into March. I remember March of last year very well. Yeah, it was, I mean, I'm with you. It's, it's crazy to think we've been in this for like a year now. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, like I said, that's, that's general. Um, specifically what I was trying to say about the snow is like, I liked it, but the coolest part was you said Friday night, right? It started coming down. Yeah. I also stocked up on a pizza, um, for the snowstorm. It's still in my freezer because the snowstorm when, you know, it, it, I was afraid it might hit earlier on Friday. I had enough time to order a stuffed crust pizza from Papa John's. And the dude got here literally is like snow just started coming on to the driveway. It wasn't even sticking. It was just like right as it had started falling. So I didn't eat that frozen pizza because Papa John's came in at the perfect time. (laughs) That's huge. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, for me, I just remember, uh, like as a kid, for what, it seemed like when it snowed, you always like you had pizza. It's like I was more just annoyed with myself that I didn't get it Friday. Like I was in the corner store and I remember looking at it. It was like, no, we need to go walk around tomorrow and do this and that. And yeah. Then when I got down there on Saturday, I was like, ah, <sighs> Armageddon. My plan has been foiled. Yeah, dude, the exact same thing happened to me with DiGiorno's at Target. I saw a bunch of bros leaving with them and I didn't grab one. I even <laughs> mentioned it to uh, my girlfriend. Yeah, dude, I was at QFC on Thursday night, like buying real groceries, but I was like, ah, I'll wait to get the fun stuff till like it really starts. Dude, s- same. <laughs> yeah, exactly the same. I wanted to be one of those bros with DiGiorno's, man. <laughs> well, I mean, right. I was going to say, Cobb, like we hung out last two years ago when it snowed. I'm like, I think we definitely ate a pizza on Sunday, like a bruschetta. Got to, man. Yeah. Right, bruschetta hits too. It's like a bougie DiGiorno. <laughs> I like Matt's like, I still got the frozen pizza because Papa John showed up. Right. Oh! right. <laughs> um, remember, remember the uh, Papa John guy when he was like, the wrath is coming or whatever? Did, did anything ever happen from that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. He's a pizza man. The he had quite an interesting he- saga. He's no longer in, involved with the company, and now they make stuffed crust pizza. They've totally reinvented themselves with that uh, innovation to the game. And yeah, I'm a big fan of it. So um, yeah, got some just in time. And then we were also talking about, you know, Ted and I have these matching Target shirts on. And uh, well, technically, yeah, I got a new one this week because I've been talking to my clients as I've been designing Nutrition Made Fun, like for people to go through it. 
I keep running into this thing of like trying to make it so that it's easy on the eyes to read. But like my default instinct is to just use a 90s Taco Bell color scheme in everything that I do. I just think they're a lot of fun. And so Target had a Taco Bell shirt. And uh, so I I picked up uh, I picked up one of those. Now I've got two Target shirts in the collection, but um, it's it's getting time for some spring cleaning. Like I was looking at my closet the other day. Pandemic life like has really made me feel like I don't need a lot of those shirts. Yeah, I hear I hear you. And I think this one will make the cut because it's very soft and comfortable and it matches you. But yeah, I'm definitely nearing that time of like, okay. Cause that's the other thing. I had a lot of pandemic projects that like I never got around to that. I thought I would like clean up and do. And so seeing some of those things mount around me has been like an interesting, like, well, do some stuff. Um, But yeah, other than that, the main highlight was going to play drums in person for the first time with my uh, buddy that's teaching me and went over to his house, masked up, and he like let me sit behind a, his kit and taught me stuff on real drums. And, you know, I've been practicing on my little setup here, but it was really cool to see how that actually did translate to a kit pretty naturally. Like it was good. I felt kind of comfortable, like not comfortable, comfortable, but like more comfortable than any other time. I felt like a jackass sitting behind a drum kit. <laughs> like, have you ever sat behind a drum kit, Ted? Yeah, I have. I usually just like just try to act like I don't really play them. I'm just like, yeah, I know. <laughs> I know how I'm just going to sit here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel bad you didn't get around to a lot of your projects because I wrote a book on sourdough. You did? Yeah. Best seller, baby. Dude, you remember bread phase of quarantine? Like yeah, that's why I'm making the joke. Like everybody yeah. I knew was gonna write a book, and then everybody was like baking stuff. It's like all right, all right. Yeah, I truth be told, I think I talked about it on here that I started the book. I wound up making two courses, you know, and like I did some stuff, but you know, the books on the back burner, things took a wild turn. <laughs> uh, well, Hey, look, we're getting to springtime. So it's about time for spring cleaning. Anyhow. So you timed it out. You're That's on what it. I'm saying. Uh, all right. Well, is it about that time? Boo, ba doo, ba doo, boo, boo. Cobb topic. Cobb topic. All right, guys. We got a little bit of a, <laughs> a different one today. Um, you know, I, I don't know if it'll resonate or, or not, but um, figure just mix it up during the quarantine. Why not? So um, <clears throat> the cop topic this week, it's going to take us about 20 seconds. Um, and we're going to just be silent during that time so people listening can, you know, do their thing. Um but the, uh, you know, the whole, just the, the wild year that we've had, I feel like, um, you know, at, at some point, I think it forces you to look inward um, and to think about, you know, yourself and your life and your relation to other people and to the environment and things like that. And, you know, you just, when left in solitude that long, you know, people, uh, it, it gives 
all of us a certain perspective, having things stripped away, you know, all the usual entertainment and social connections and things like that, that we were used to. Um, and you know, that's part of where the back to basics thing was coming from. It's just like, you know, we've, we've given up a lot of things. And so, uh, the cop topic this week, um, is sort of centered around, uh, being grateful. And I think, you know, when you're looking forward, you're always thinking about like, I, I don't know, just how, I, I, I guess this, this topic just sort of falls by the wayside and I don't think people properly pay thanks. So anyway, uh, that's not a good way of explaining what's in my head, but basically what I want to do is each of us just take 20 seconds and think about someone who has helped you along the way. So getting to wherever you're at now, somebody who introduced you to someone or helped you get that job or whatever pops into your head. So let's just take a quick 20 seconds. Okay. Uh, and as for the cop topic, and I'm curious to hear from you guys, just tell me who you thought about and why. Are you talking overall or in the pandemic? No, just overall. Someone who's helped you in your life. Oh, that one's uh, relatively easy for me. Like my buddy DB, right, that I went to DeMatha with. So he was working at a bar up at Johns Hopkins, PJ's Pub, Long Live It. Uh, <laughs> And the guy that owned it was named Jerry Smith, no relation to me, but uh, Jerry like had a buddy named Gary Stein, who was like a sales guy at the station, yada, yada, yada. Jerry ended up kind of getting me like the opportunity to get an internship in radio right after I got out of broadcast school. And then I ended up working at Jerry's bar. Like when I was part-time at the radio station, I'd work at PJ's the other two or three nights a week when I wasn't working at the station. So yeah, so I always I always give credit to Jerry Smith. And frankly, like that dude was a big supporter of Hopkins Lacrosse, which is a massive program. But Burris would always tell me, and Jerry, Jerry's uh, past now, but he would always tell me like, man, Jerry still brags about you. He's like, oh, I got a guy out on the West Coast that I hooked up. Uh, <laughs> dude, I love that, man. That's what it's yeah. about. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was, I was laughing because... Uh, I was just looking right at this guy that I'm wearing a matching Hakuna Matata shirt with uh, and Ted. And for those that don't know, I mean, we've gotten a lot of new listeners. Um, and when I was first like, oh, sh I want to be on the radio. Like Ted was a big reason why I wanted to be on the radio because I heard him. But then I like got in on the street team at KISW and, you know, Ted was just super awesome to me and like encouraging. And I'm sure a lot of street teamers say they have the same aspirations. And I was like, I feel like he hears that a lot. Like I might just have to go out to Baltimore and go to this broadcasting school that I'd heard about and thrill actually went to it. And so, you know, Ted is like, Oh, I know them. And like, you know, that, that meant a lot to me. And obviously like, so going back to the the east coast the town where you know um well ted's from dc but just like that that area you were on in baltimore with them right yeah correct yeah i had just so like right be like the last what three years i lived on the east coast i lived in baltimore yeah how funny was that video by the way 
Damn it. Which one? Sorry. The one that I sent you of the guy from Baltimore talking about Valentine's Day. Oh, yeah. It was, it was on brand. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so anyways, uh, yeah, I, I came back. I ended up coming back to Seattle and working at KISW. And Ted was always super supportive and asked me to help him when he was starting out this podcast. And like, I would say that that like enhanced my standing around the station. Like, oh, the overnight guy, he does Ted's podcast too. But even if like, you know, regardless of how much it quote unquote helped me because from some standpoint is, you know, just a lot of free labor. Uh, but I, I loved it. And it was also um, really enhanced the experience of being there doing this every week. So um, yeah, Ted, it helped me out a lot and I appreciate it. And I love that. I can just like be all straight up with you about how much I love you and how much it means to me. And like, yeah, it's just awesome doing this. Yeah, man. Love you too, brother. And I appreciate it. And we even hang out in regular life with a whole other group of friends now too. <laughs> right. Right. That all ties into it. And it was just so funny. Like Ted. And then I was just like, we are wearing the exact same fucking shirt right now. <laughs> Matt, I feel like it's a bad time to tell you, but Ted and I have been getting paid this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, f- f- <laughs> for me, uh, it was definitely my dad. You know, um, I- I'm sure a lot of people can relate, but you just think about like uh, with any parent, how much, you know, how much BS that they deal with and just protect you from having to deal with when you're a kid, you know? And, um, you know, I-, I feel like you just, you know, he worked, um, he had a good job, but I think that there was a lot of, you know, stress and pressure from that. And, you know, we never really saw it or were privy to that, but I think, you know, it's a pretty boring, long slog for him. And so, you know, you just think about the sacrifice that that takes to just like put your own feelings aside and, you know, show up for work and get it done for your kids every day. So anyway, that's, that's one that I think of, you know, just a lot of sacrifice so that, you know, I could, uh, um, have a better start in life. Yeah. And I mean, speaking of parents, I would be remiss if I didn't give a uh, shout out to my brother, Chris, you know, he's seven years older. So he was always, you know, always a good person to lead. I mean, even to this day, like there's certain conversations that sometimes I don't want to have with anybody else. And I'm like, let me call my brother and bounce this off him. Make sure I'm not losing my mind. Or sometimes he'll be like, you're freaking out, like chill out. yeah dude chris has got to be just a great resource um anyway feel free to email us uh literally the word email at thepodcast.com or at least just take a second and do that and think about somebody who's helped you along the way man you know uh it's easy to to look past that but pretty important yeah and to bring it full circle maybe i should have helped that girl stuck in the snow but i didn't so (laughs) she can she can marinate on it for 40 seconds she's like you know one guy with the pizza <laughs> All right. Uh, obviously, back to basics still going on. Uh, just gonna say, we're back to we're back to actually podcasting. We missed last week. We'll be back uh, this week coming up. And then, I mean, listen, we're hitting the slog until uh, spring or summer. So it's time to put in the work now, boys. Yep, dude. It's like uh, it's like working out before uh, spring break. You know, like now we're putting in the reps. They'll pay off later. <laughs> Put money in the bank, baby. <laughs> Every carriage you eat now gives you an extra ab in July. <laughs> That's how that works. Yeah, it's that simple, Matt. You know that. 
Sorry for CTP for Cobb and me, Ted Smith. This is the podcast. Cheers. Yeah. <laughs>